0: hi guys welcome back again to nursing and therapy my name is adobe Koye, and i'm a nurse and um, nursing and therapy is a channel where we talk about health nursing therapy lifestyle but anything that makes life good okay so we discuss it here so i have something very important to discuss with you guys and it's on bed wetting um this topic came about because someone asked me a question on my social media hand charlie here to share with you because i felt like okay this is going to be a very good topic to let people know about it a lot of people may be struggling with bedwetting as an adult i'm not here to talk about bedwetting and children i'm here to talk about bedwetting and adults i mean we find it interesting i know you'll find it interesting all right okay so um here i'll be listing out like um i'll be giving you the outline so i'll just talk about the overview then the potential causes of bed wetting um then the management like what i think you should do um like at home or just something that like lifestyle management um, um concerning this bed okay so I just wanted to know that I'm not here to prescribe any medications. A lot of people that come on to ask me, oh, can you prescribe something something for me regarding this? I don't prescribe. I'm not here to prescribe. I'm just going to I mostly create awareness and then some, somehow give you tips on how to manage yourself and if you have to see a doctor depending on what you're presenting with and how you're presenting then you see a doctor, okay? So I'm not here to prescribe any medications anyone all right let's talk about the general overview of bedwetting um it's important to know that um as a child like growing up in children bedwetting is normal because at the time it's either their like their bladder is still developing and people don't have um should i say control over when they want to have a wee like when they want to urinate so they just it just goes like they just let it happen just like that but then as an adult is expected that everything should be all right and then you as an adult should have like a control over your urine excretion. So then, if you don't have the control over your urine excretion, that's where it becomes a problem and it looks like it's abnormal for an adult to be bedwetting. I know it could be, it's embarrassing if you are having something like this, but just know that there is no problem without a solution. So I'm here to just let you know and give you some tips on how to manage yourself and then you find your way to the hospital if these things don't work for you, okay? So now let's talk about the um, potential causes of bedwetting. Um, I'm going to be dividing it into the medical courses and the lifestyle courses, yeah? So under the medical courses, um, we have like hormonal courses, um, we have some, should I also say health courses, like um, some cancer, you having diabetes, you having like... um. kidney stones or bladder stones you having um urinary tract infections and um yeah majorly this so um so let's let's talk about the hormonal okay then we have the lifestyle courses which um they are it's majorly about watching what you eat and when you eat or drink um before you go to bed so let's take you one after the other, talking about the medical courses. Now I'm just going to try, I'm going to try to make this video as um, short as I can, just to give you just briefly information, some information regarding this. But then you can go on, go ahead and research as much as you want to ask questions. And you can even ask your go far as asking your doctor if you have to, yeah. So the medical courses, like the hormonal courses, So we have this, the hormones, like we have the antidiuretic hormones in the body that the body produces and it helps to kind of control your urine production in the night. So um, as a person, if you have the issue where, um, should I say you are low, your body is not producing enough or your body is not just utilizing it, your body doesn't go well with the hormones, then you will have problems with like, it predisposes you to bedwetting. So, um, here I'm just trying to say that you may not know immediately that you have, you've got problems with this, with the hormone, you may not just find out, but if you try these management strategies and then you still like the ones I'm going to give you and then you're still having problems with urinating, then the best thing is just to get to the hospital, just know that it's not normal to get to the hospital and, um, Speak with your doctor to carry out some checks, some tests, and then determine what the problem is and then start helping you with the problems. Yeah, so I've I've talked about the hormones, the antidiuretic hormone. It helps to control your urine production, especially in the night, most likely, most especially in the night. So it helps you to, should I say, decrease your urine production in the night so that you'll be able to sleep well without having to, you know, produce a lot of urine and then you keep waking up in the night to ease yourself, yeah? So, secondly, under medical courses again, um, I mentioned, okay, let me talk about the one that is very common, that is UTI, urinary tract infections. So, when you have u- urinary tract inf- infections, it predisposes you to urinating frequently. And the thing about UTI is that sometimes you don't even control your urine. There's an inflammation around your urinary system, know your bladder that area so it it makes you urinate frequently and sometimes you may just want to have a wee so before you rush to the toilet like you see that you've, you've actually weed on yourself so uti predisposes people to having um this problem with bed wetting um it's something that a lot of people just take some antibiotics to treat when they have UTI. But it's always good; it's always better to get to the hospital and um, some tests will be carried out on you, and then know the specific antibiotics to give you for this. Alright, instead of just taking over the counter, then, um, I mentioned um having cancer. Yeah, like um, prostate, because um, when you have like a growth to your urinary system, um, you know it can block, or prevent you like you're not able to control your urine at times, so you don't even know when you are just passing this urine. Therefore, bed wetting, especially when you are asleep. Another important one is diabetes. When you've got diabetes and you're not managing yourself, you're not taking medications and your blood sugar is very high, and in the course of trying to excrete or remove the excess sugar, you tend to urinate very well. Like Your, your, your body tends to push out the excess sugar through your urine. So um, what I'm trying to say here is that if you've got diabetes... You need to manage it well, because if you don't manage it well, it would predispose you to always urinating. it. And like, if you're not aware, if you're not aware that you have got diabetes and then um, you try the management, the, what I just mentioned about, about bedwetting, you try it. If you try it and it doesn't work for you, then you go for some checks at the hospital. So there are also some neurological factors or problems, like when you have Parkinson's or when you have um, seizures, here your your brain sends, should I say, like a, a wrong signal at the wrong time. Something <laughs> it's happening. So it sends it sends a signal to your to your bladder, like to, to urinate, to open your bladder, to let your urine flow. So well, these ones are already they're like known causes when you've got them and you know that you've got them. So they are the ones that predispose you to having them so here your doctor can give you some medications to help you manage like the ones i just mentioned your doctor can actually give you some medications to help you actually manage your diagnosis okay and then when you've got um like kidney stones or bladder stones as well um it's like an obstruction you know so um sometimes people pass urine and pass those stones but then, if you're not able to pass the stones, it also makes you like like you don't even control your urine as well. Okay, so but these things can be managed. So I'm done with the medical cases. I know there are some other there are other medical cases, but um, I can't this I can't just list all of them so this video won't be that long. So let's talk about the lifestyle now. The lifestyle being. Um, time you eat and the time you drink and what you eat and also what you drink so it's okay to drink water as much as you can in the morning and in the afternoon and it's okay to drink carbonated drinks like fizzy drinks stuff like that it's not that healthy but if you if you must drink them it's better to drink them in the morning or afternoon and not to drink them in the night um, because, um, this, they trigger, should I say they irritate your bladder and then it makes you want to ease yourself all the time. Okay. So, and then especially at night. So if you eat a lot in the night, let's say you eat 50, 20 minutes before you go to bed or, um. Just a few minutes before you go to bed, or you eat very late, let's just say you eat very late before you go to bed, it could predispose you, it could make you bedwet in the night, especially when you take these caffeinated drinks or like caffeine or carbonated drinks, like talking about cokes and you know, sprites and drinks like that. Especially when you take them, it predisposes you to actually bedwetting. Now, I just want to give you. Some management tips like how you're going to deal with bed wetting, like just try it out first, and if it doesn't work for you, um, you just go to the hospital for some checks, okay? So the first thing is cutting down on these drinks, especially at night. So you can drink as much in the morning and the afternoon, but then when it's getting to your bedtime. Please reduce what the quantity or the amount of whatever you are drinking or whatever you are eating. So it helps you. What it does is that it helps you not bedwet. wet, especially if you're already having the problems. And then secondly, it also makes you sleep well. So even if you have to wake up in the night, you have to wake up like once or once, like let's say once to just urinate and then you go back to sleep. Okay, because <laughs> it's not easy to actually wake up in the night to urinate. So imagine they're already having the medical problems that I mentioned. Like you are aware that you are having problems with bedwetting and urinating, and in the night we call it nocturnal enuresis. So you are aware that you're already having that problems, and then you are eating a lot of this. Of course, what do you expect? You're making your problems worse. In the night like you're making it worse you still find yourself you're drinking and you're eating a lot of this. you still find yourself bedwetting. so the first thing to do is to cut down any of this just try as much as possible to cut down any of this so that you feel better like you see that you're doing something for yourself then secondly set an alarm if possible like when you wake up in the night to ease yourself it could be once or twice. Just set an alarm if you know that you're very you finding it very difficult to wake up in the night. I mean a lot of us <laughs> when we wake up to urinate in the night, we're trying as much as possible to stay asleep even when we are going to urinate because you are enjoying the sleep so much but you have to wake up to urinate so you don't have to bed wet. So it's it's it, you're, you're struggling to stay to stay asleep while going to urinate. So, but if you know you are struggling to, like, if you know you are finding it very difficult, so you are bedwetting, and you you hardly wake up. Set an alarm that would wake you up to just have a way. Because just just take for instance while growing up, because I know that even mothers still do it. You date, then they around after their children go to bed. You see a lot of them, even fathers as well, they wake up and then, you know, wake their children up to have a wee. Just they wake them up to go to the toilet so they don't have to bed wet. And by the time they do it once, twice, three times, and even you as an adult, by the time you do it once, twice, like when you're consistent with it, you find out that at that time, even without your alarm, you just you just find yourself waking up to go and easier yourself. So you're already getting used to things like that, okay? So I've mentioned two now. The third one, uh, which is also important, um, is trying out Kegel exercise. Kegel exercise is, a, is an exercise that helps to tighten your pelvic region. So now the bladder, the vagina, you know, the urethra, it's around the pelvic region. So. So when you do this Kigal exercise, like when you practice it, it helps to tighten it. So imagine someone going to the. Should I say you know the older you get, the more your your body loses its um. Should I say tends to like its tone? It's not that it loses its strength, sort of your muscles and the rest of it. So um, imagine old people now. Old people are known to like the older people. They're known to have um what do I call it they're known to have um frequent like um incontinence like they they are not continent enough they're not able to help themselves before that's why sometimes when you see old people oh they want to have a way they are running because they know that they're not able to hold it like when they were younger. But then kegel exercise it's something that you do that helps to strengthen or tighten your pelvic muscles so i was giving an example imagine like when you're going to the gym when you recently started going to the gym because you want to build your muscles and stuff like that and then gradually you are beginning to tone your muscles the first day maybe not not be easy maybe painful but then gradually you're getting there you're beginning to tone your muscles it feels tighter so that's what kegel exercise does for you it helps your muscles like you tone your pelvic region Your pelvic muscles and then you're able to hold your urine and then by not allowing it to escape when you're not ready to expel if you get what i mean so um um kegel exercise is very good and also aside helping the bladder it also helps um it helps during sex um research has explained that um because um, the vagina is also around the pelvic region, and um, when you do that, it helps the orgasm. It helps the blood flow to the vagina, and then it helps it um, um, orgasm. So, generally, Kegel exercise is good. So, um I can also add that while helping yourself, trying to do all this that I mentioned, there are also products that you can use if you are struggling with um urinating like bed wetting and products like pad Um, nowadays you have pads that even adults use um, like diapers something like that that even adults use it's okay i know sometimes these things are very embarrassing but it's better you start now to actually deal with it or handle it than letting it just be there and um, damaging more If you get what I mean, like if you let things, you know, sometimes people have this mentality that, oh, I'm young, I'm going to be all right. My body will revive, regenerate and stuff like that. Yeah, it's okay. It's true that sometimes when things happen to you, then you're going to be all right. But then sometimes you don't take chances. You just have to go for it and then see if everything is okay. Like, and then, you know, manage yourself. So if you try this that i have mentioned and it doesn't work for you like try these methods i have mentioned you can also research ask your doctors about other methods and i also know i forgot to add as well please there's some medications that your doctors would give you or could give you depending on your diagnosis which can cause you to produce more urine like it, can, it causes you to urinate more i'm sure that if a doctor is giving you that medication the doctor is advising you like telling you about this medication and what it does And um, if there is like um, an alternative or a substitute for that medication, the doctor would give you a substitute. But if there is no substitute for it and you really need that medication, the doctor would give it to you. But then give you measures or or lifestyle on how you manage with urinating. Okay, so um, in addition to the medical causes, some medications can also cause it. So, I'm just going to list it again for you to, um, like, remember. If you've got diabetes, cancer, hormonal problems, medications, some neurological problems like seizures or like epilepsy or Parkinson's, um, bladder stones, kidney stones, urinary tract infections, these are the things that can make you to, you know, be wet and um, knowingly or knowingly when i mean knowing like if you do this problems any of it but then if you don't know about this and you are bedwetting, wetting so you can try the my measures what i just said to you now um, but then even if you try it and it doesn't work please go to your doctor go to your doctor to check you out and um, see if there's anything that you need to help you with this medication um, with this problem Alright, so I've come to the end of this video and I hope I made it short. <laughs> well, um, as always, you can ask your questions. My email address is down there, zenithhealth at gmail.com. My Facebook is, uh, my Facebook handle is, is Adobe koye, Instagram is Adobe koye. So if there's something you need us to discuss about or there's something that's troubling you, you can ask questions and then I'll least help you with it so um i hope you enjoyed this please share with your friends listen share with your friends and don't forget to subscribe and i hope i'm going to come back soon so like i said in the beginning this is nothing on therapy you're here to discuss about health nursing therapy anything that makes you feel good like balance in life okay so i've come to the end of it and take care and i wish you all have a very lovely day bye guys